Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. fans to frontlines the clone wars podcast the actually not the official podcast the original podcast dedicated to the clone wars animated series this is episode number 90 for the episode massacre i am your one of your co-hosts matt the crankster cranky and joining me as always from the great white north on the other side of the podcast, Mike, that's my good friend over there, Michael Cohen. What's up, my friend? Hey, I, I'm getting deja vu. I, like, I know. I was just going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> uh, the episode, the oh, episode's boy. a little bit behind, and uh, you can probably guess that that's because we lost our first episode this week. Uh, but we're back. Wow. It's all good. Man. It's all good. Just technical difficulties. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not my fault, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the first time. Like, I was so proud of that. I've never lost over what three years. Never hey, you lost know what? a podcast. We've never really like as as a podcast. Uh, I think I've maybe lost one or two episodes. I know that the mm. first episode that I recorded, I had to start and stop and start and stop uh, four or five times because it was my first time using Audacity, but. Uh, we don't use Audacity anymore, so <laughs> I so yeah. yeah, we've been we've been pretty solid and never really lost an episode since those early days when it was just me. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, so it's it's all good. It happens. Got too comfortable, yeah. I guess, man. Got too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's oh we got before we get to the news, we got to get the C six countdown. Where are we at? Oh man, we got an update uh, here. here. Let me just bring it up. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, I, I I'm slacking. Uh, I didn't have the page ready to go. 176 days, two hours, 34 minutes, and 38 seconds to go until Star Wars Celebration 6, which makes it about 176 to 178 days until uh, our 100th episode. Um, in fact, I just got an email back from uh, Star Wars Celebration themselves from Lucasfilm saying that uh, they got my email for a fan panel uh, and uh, they'll let us know within the next couple of weeks whether or not that panel is going to officially be a part of Star Wars Celebration. Um, cool. If nice. not, we'll, uh, nice. we'll find some place off-site to do it. And uh, either way, we'll be recording episode 100 live at Star Wars Celebration. You know, if we got to do it from, from the lobby, we got to do it from the right like i don't care care. we're 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 recording it at star wars celebration so uh all the more reason for for you fans for the listeners to uh to get your butt down to the orlando convention center or sorry orange county convention center wouldn't want you to go to the wrong place uh in orlando florida august 23rd to 26th of this year 2012 Yes, and we'll find a way. We'll we'll break some laws if we have to. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Don't don't say that. Uh, but let's. You know what? We got a lot to talk about. Some some uh, news that just hit today as we're recording. So let's just jump into it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> 
All right, Matt, we're going to start off with some Clone Wars news. And it just hit today that Simon Pegg is actually going to be voicing Dengar. What do you think about uh, that? You know what? I'm, I have mixed feelings. I, yeah, I think I, so. I love Simon Pegg. I'm psyched that he's going to uh, be voicing a character. Uh, mixed feelings are for two reasons. I wish it was somebody cooler than Dengar. Um, I'm sure Simon Pegg probably does too. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's had some disparaging remarks about uh, the prequel era in the past. And he's, I think he's one of the most uh, outspoken people in, yeah. you know, sort of well-known people uh, when it comes to his, his television show Spaced, uh, which aired in the UK, which you can, I think you can watch it on Netflix. Um, they, there's an episode specifically dedicated to episode one's release and the disappointment that followed. Uh, and you know what? Uh, it's all good, right? Like, uh, I'm, I'm sure that, that that's kind of in the past. He still, he doesn't like, he posted recently on his Twitter about, uh, about not being happy (laughs) about a, a Star Wars episode one 3d trailer before mm. uh before another movie can't remember what movie he was saying but he was good he was at the movies and and he saw a trailer and it was like oh this almost ruined this other movie just seeing the trailer for episode one and it's kind of like i don't know i think he's one of the people that made it uh that made it cool to uh to to rag on episode one and the prequels in general uh so it's mm. kind of you know I'm sure he's singing a different tune now that he's going to be a part of the prequels because lest we forget the, uh, the clone wars takes place between episode two and three. So that technically makes it prequel era. And now he is prequel era Dengar. So he can't, he can't hate them that much anymore. Oh, I think the tweet you're talking about was, he said something about enjoyed Hugo, despite, Almost being ruined by the Phantom yes. Menace 3D trailer. Oh my gosh! Go. Wow. And, and yeah, you know what's funny is like when this came out. This just came out today, as of this mm-hmm. recording. It's Wednesday, and uh, you know over on Twitter, I noticed a lot of stuff, and, and there were some fans out there going, "Hey, wait a minute! This guy has outspoken about him not liking the prequels, like you're saying, Mike." But then Filoni hires him to voice. Mm-hmm. A character, like you're just saying, like it's a, almost like a prequel character. I mean, he's you know obviously he was in the Empire Strikes Back, but he, now he's showing up in the Clone Wars, which is pretty much prequel era, obviously. So there's like that conflict and that that wait a second, I you know, it, I don't know. Fans are just a little bit like you said, they're they're not sure what to think about this. You know, it's yeah, it's it's a it's weird. You know, it's you know this hatred for the prequels and then. And then he's going to voice a character, so I don't, I don't get it. And then he has this tweet about, you know, Hugo being ruined by the Phantom Menace 3D trailer. I'm like, come on, dude. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I have mixed feelings like, like you. It's like part of me is like, well, dude, if you don't, why are you jumping on this character? If, if you, you know, if you're going to stand your ground and say, you know what, I, and it's fine if you don't like the prequels. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not a big deal. I don't care about that. A lot of people don't like them. That's no big deal. But then you're going to come and, and kind of come back and be a, a character on the clone wars it's like eh, i don't know so i definitely I, I definitely understand a lot of the stuff that's going around and he kind of he kind of he's kind of been back backpedaling a little bit because I, I thought i saw a tweet of his where he said um uh he said like the prequels don't don't diminish his love for the original trilogy or something like that so in a, in a little bit of a way he's trying to kind of backpedal a little bit so uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the big news that hit, and, and some of the uh, the uh, fan reaction to that to that news. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely mixed fe- feelings among the Star Wars fans. So uh, that's that's kind of the big stuff going on um, today. What else we got going on? Oh, the new packaging. Yes, new packaging for 2013. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's actually it's pretty cool packaging. Uh, it's it's very similar to to 2012's packaging, the Darth Maul. But uh, this time around, it's Yoda, and uh, and the colors are black and green. Uh, so it's Yoda kind of doing a, a. He looks like he's mid leap uh, with his mm-hmm. lightsaber out, doing kind of a spinny flippy uh, uh, attack of the clones 
style attacks. So I think that this is this is definitely pointing towards a 2013 release for Attack of the Clones in 3D. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's fairly obvious considering you know Darth Maul is all over the packaging this year, and 2012 being the year of Episode One being re-released in 3D. So uh, yeah, it's it, you can kind of start to assume. That, that they're going to do a similar sort of branding push like they have this year, uh, next year for, for Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And it, so we've had, we've had Darth yeah. Maul, we've had Yoda, and then we're thinking, was it Anakin you or know Darth what? Vader for I've been thinking three? about this because Matt and I have already talked about this once. So I've actually been thinking about it since we talked about it in the Lost episode. Uh and I think originally I'd said that episode three will probably be Darth Vader. Darth Vader was on the original episode three packaging when when episode three was in theaters. So I, I don't right. think that they'll repeat that. I And I it occurred to me that one character that's in Revenge of the Sith that's not in the other movies is General Grievous. Yeah, I was just saying that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking it's yeah. probably going to be Grievous with four lightsabers and uh, probably black and red to to sort of give the Mustafar feeling. Uh, and then I would say when when episode the year that episode four comes out, we'll get uh, we'll get Vader, uh, and I think that maybe a, a white and red or a white and blue. Uh, to sort of mm. give a little bit of the, the episode one feeling, maybe maybe or sorry, episode four, uh, maybe gray or something like that, sort of Death Star colors, uh, and then uh, and then for Empire, I would say it's probably between a stormtrooper or uh, mm. or Boba Fett. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. for Jedi, I don't. What did I say originally for Jedi? Jedi is a. Did you ever say anything about? You didn't say Obi Wan because you think it's all characters that it'll are masked. All, yeah, it sort will of. be. Masked, well, but... it'll all be like uh, uh, sort of non-human. Uh, That's what. You, yeah, yeah. Iconic characters, recognizable characters. Because when a when a mom mm. walks into Toys R Us and is looking for the Star Wars toys, uh, Hasbro wants you to be able to see them from twenty feet away. Right? They want you to look and see Darth Maul and go, oh, there's the Star Wars toys, or look and see Yoda and go, oh, there's the Star Wars toys. So I don't remember what I originally said. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's that's a tough one to try Jedi. to figure out. Um, I know I had one. Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> Ackbar no. would be pretty great. Uh, <laughs> highly unlikely, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that's, I mean, because you have all the same characters returning yeah. to those there's no really new unless they use the emperor or something like that, but that's not really a. I don't know. I don't know. I think we I had one though. I remember saying. I you remember did? saying one, just like right off the top of my head, and now it's not coming to me. Uh, you know what though? Probably a scout trooper. I think that that's one of the most uh, recognizable. Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, that's a looks, that's a good look um, too. Yeah. Or maybe Boba Fett for Return of the Jedi and a stormtrooper for. For Empire, um, Empire, yeah. Hmm. I I swear I said something else, and now I can't think of what it was. <laughs> maybe maybe you. Jabba. Maybe we'll get Jabba the Hut on on Jabba. a Return of the Jedi package or an Ewok. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they continue with it. Right? Like they might get to Episode yeah. Three and go, "Yeah, that's it. We're good." Yeah. As long as they keep coming out yeah. in 3D, which I think they are, because because uh, episode one has hit the one billion mark, yes. So uh, and climbing. So, uh, but like you said, uh, it's gonna probably get uh, overtaken by Star Wars when that yeah. comes out, or Revenge of the I Sith. I think a new hope will end added. up retaking its spot as the highest grossing Star Wars film of all yeah. time. Uh, and right. uh, and you know who knows, maybe even Empire will. Uh, will exceed that um but but yeah i mean yeah well that's cool um you know let's jump from one lucasfilm franchise to another and talk about indiana jones my probably my second or third favorite uh collection of movies uh and you know what they're coming out on blu-ray yes 
outstanding. And it, do you have a date for this though? It just says no. Fall, this right? is just like a very early announcement to be like, hey, this is coming. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, if they do half of what they did for for the the Star Wars set, I mean, th- there's got to be tons of of extra stuff that that we haven't got to see uh in you know it's different like the, a lot of this like the star wars dvds there was a lot there was a lot of um documentaries and then there's blu-ray there's just tons of stuff and in the indiana jones um bonus material it didn't seem like there was a lot so i i wonder if there's just a ton of stuff that they can put out uh, i don't know i don't see too much as far as as um you know specifics of what it's going to contain or it's just basically saying hey we haven't forgot about you, Indiana Jones fans. It's yeah. coming out. It'll be in the, in this fall, so that's going to be fun. I, I can't. I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, this Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, man. It's I'm set, man. I'm ready to go. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, I heard some rumblings about like Star Wars in 3D coming to Blu-ray too uh, later on this year. Did you hear uh, that? Well, you know, what? they're not going to release that until they're done releasing while in the theater. I think. You think it'll yeah. wait that long? Like for all six? Or are you just talking about? Because I keep hearing like, well, that's true. I mean, that's that would kind of defeat I, the purpose I, of having yeah, these I things come out. I suppose that they could release and that's the like individual. And a yeah. menace. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I was hearing some rumblings about that. So, But yeah, some good news. Um, Indiana Jones coming to the Blu-ray. So that's cool. Uh, nothing really else going on. I mean, you know, uh, Phantom Menace is opening in Japan. And uh, Terry Fisher and... Anakin Skywalker himself, Jake Lloyd, is there to promote it. And he obviously is not much in the limelight as far as uh, Star Wars is considered. But it's kind of cool that he's coming back, you know, and kind of some of that some of that harshness is kind of worn off after, what, 13 years, Mike, of this movie. And uh, he's coming back and doing some work and some promotion of The Phantom Menace. So that's kind of cool. I like to see some of these these actors that... um, Maybe we're just in the one movie, come back and kind of promote it. You know, we've seen Liam Neeson come back yeah. in the Clone Wars, which is really cool. And that was it was that was a fun thing. So it's kind of neat to see these old actors coming back and not just treating it like, uh, you know, oh, this is something I did. You know, no big deal. Because Star Wars is definitely not yeah, just a small totally. thing. It's a big, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so anything else, though, in the news that's hit you that you want to talk about? Or should we? Uh, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, let's jump up. into the recap. All right, let's do it. A disturbance in the Force theory. Is it possible to learn this power? They might mean believing to be the chosen one. Times. I sense there's something here. The army has assembled Count Dooku. The Mon Calamari system must not fall into Separatist hands. All troops, battle stations! This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure! Suck it up, shiny. I will attack the Naboo. <laughs> I will return, mother. I want you. I don't work for free. Long have Sith empires been built upon the backs of slaves. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi filth. Welcome to Death Watch. No! All righty, and let's kick off Massacre. Asajj Ventress has suffered humiliating betrayals at the hands of her former master, Count Dooku, and her own assassin, Savage Opress. Having gone into hiding, she now has no choice but to seek sanctuary with the Night Sisters on her homeworld of Dathomir. Ventress reunites with Mother, Mother Talzin in the Witch's Lair. The Night Sister uh, leader welcomes Asajj home, offering her sanctuary if she abandons all traces of her past life as Dooku's assassin. So, Mike, we're returning to the story of Asajj Ventress and the Night Sisters, which we saw yes. in. Season three, which is a fantastic uh, three-part arc we had yeah. last year. Uh, 
great fight at the end there with Dooku, Savage, and, and Asajj, and they kind of all got away, kind of like we, we kind of figured. But uh, fantastic uh, trilogy, though, really good time. And uh, Asajj has been in hiding, and she's been, quote, evaluating kind of what's going on. So this is what she's been doing since episode, or episode three, uh, season three, after they escaped. Uh, and she talks with Mother Talzin about how uh, Savage refused her guidance and escaped. But the thing that was kind of interesting to me in this particular first scene was that Talzin mentions nothing of Savage coming yeah. back, you know, and kind of, kind of explain, you know, cause he had the same, pretty much the same thing happened to him. He's kind of lost. He's yeah. confused. You know, he comes back to Talzin and goes, what do I do? You know, and she, and this is when she blows out the world and says, Hey, go talk to your brother, uh, Darth yeah. Maul over there. So, uh, that was kind of interesting. What'd you think about, uh, Asajj coming back in this, um, this first little part here. Before yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm all for Asajj returning. Uh, we haven't seen the character since last year uh, during the Night Sister trilogy. Uh, so that is all good. Uh, this episode, however, I was kind of disappointed with overall. Um, mm -hmm. I think the, there really weren't any stakes to it. It kind of like we got reintroduced all these characters that we saw last year. Uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. And uh, and everything kind of moves really quickly, and and we're expected to care about the majority of them, and uh, and I just don't. Uh, and it's it's difficult, yeah. right? Uh, and we're introduced to even uh, a couple of new characters this time around, uh, who probably aren't going to stick around for a, while, a while. We I think it's safe to say that we're we're probably no, probably not going to see them return. So I right. I don't know. We can talk more about that when we get to that point. But just mm -hmm. as far as uh, as the story of this episode goes, uh, I would have liked to have seen them done more with Asajj's character uh, and a little bit more with the Night Sisters. Sort of show us uh, what their world is, and uh, and and mm -hmm. this was this was a brilliant opportunity to really walk us through what it is to be a night sister and uh and they kind of mm -hmm. throw that opportunity away so for me yeah. that seems like it seems like just such a wasted opportunity and uh and it leads to a less than entertaining episode in my opinion yeah and i got that same feeling um there were some things that I didn't like in here that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, there were some good things, but and there was there was kind of like that feeling as far as uh, a lot of the um, the fans of the Clone Wars they were talking about um, just kind of went in some in some wild places. This is a very dark episode, um, and you know we know that this was written by Katie Lucas and she's into uh, I think Buffy was a big influence in mm -hmm. in her writing. So you could definitely see that come across especially in this episode with with some of the stuff we're yeah. going to get to uh really goes in some crazy dark places. So um but yeah, we'll get to we'll get to some of our problems, not problems, but just a couple of issues <laughs> that we had. So uh go ahead, Michael. Continue. Uh, in his palace on Sereno, Dooku summons General Grievous and orders the Cyborg Warmaster to go to Dathomir and eliminate Ventress and Mother Talzin. Grievous marshals his droid army and prepares to launch a massive assault against the witches. Yeah, here Dooku, he now he has a chance to take care of some of these yeah. loose ends, you know, after after uh, you get some free time maybe or something, you know. It's like, okay, Asajj, we gotta we gotta deal with her because definitely has a you know, like I said, I think I said this a couple episodes ago that Dooku is not making any friends yeah. anymore. You know, he's got Savage gonna be after him. He's gonna no, maybe not after him, but you know, there's definitely a rift there, you know, Asajj Ventress, you know, the Jedi. Yeah. So definitely not making any, <laughs> any friends. Uh, we'll continue. In a baptism of dark magic in an oily subterranean lake, Ventress is bathed in a shimmering green mist and proclaimed a true night sister by Mother Talzin. Do you pledge yourself to the sisterhood, to the magics? And the old ways, I do. Do you abandon your old life for this new one? I do. Your loyalty, your life. My loyalty, my life. 
the night. Welcome. Thank you, Mother. And now we feast and celebrate the baptism of our new sister. And this is kind of a, a wild scene because we get kind of the... Um, Kind of this baptism, you know, it's almost a religious type thing yeah. for these night sisters, Mike. And uh, and uh, Talzin, she talks of she talks of magics and the old ways. And and I don't know too much about the the night sisters. I haven't read a lot of the EU, but just judging from what I've seen so far and what I've read a little bit of it and what's going on here, I'm assuming that magics refers to kind of the the use of the force. And the force powers by the witches, is that what you're kind of understanding uh, about all this kind of potions and all that? So kind of the, kind of their interpretation of the force? Is that yeah, what I'm Yeah, I think so. I, I, think, I think even when it comes to the force that we know about with the Jedi, I, if it were by any other name, it would be magic, right? Like, uh, these guys are yeah. essentially wizards, you know, they're levitating things with their minds, they're... Uh, tricking people like Jedi mind tricking people. They're jumping super far. They're they're doing flips and stuff like that. They're enhancing their own bodies. They're seeing the future. Uh, this is all stuff that I think that we can uh, associate with other uh, mythology and magic uh, in one form or another. Mm -hmm. But in Star Wars, for some reason, we we don't consider it magic because I guess it's it's a uh, misjudged as science fiction uh, I think is the best way to put mm. it it's not science fiction it's space fantasy uh, or as George Lucas calls it uh, space opera right so it's not even um, it's it's not even following the rules of science fiction there are certainly science fiction elements such as the clones and and that sort of thing but like let's be honest the clones, uh, not that different from the uh, the Urukai in uh, in Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, uh, Rings, it's yeah. the same concept of growing an army, and and we're gonna see something similar uh, in a, in in a little bit in this episode that that also has a correlation yeah. to the Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, I yeah I, I don't know. I I think there's probably a lot of people who are up in arms around that. Uh, the concept of there being magic in Star Wars, but I, uh, but you know what? It's also not that different from the Mortis trilogy, which people loved, right? So if you're if you're willing true, to love true, that, true. then uh, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely. And she talks about kind of the the old ways, quote unquote. Yeah. So again, referring to some, you know, the potions and the spells and. And we'll get to more of that, what she's talking about uh, in a few, few minutes, though. So, uh, the Night Sisters celebrate Ventress's return, but their festivities are interrupted as vulture droids and hyena bombers fly overhead and bombard the witch's lair. Mother Talzin rallies the sisters, and they make ready to defend their home. Uh, after the initial bombing runs, the Separatist droid forces uh, sorry separatist for droid forces touch down on dathomir landing ships unload tanks and transports and rows upon rows of battle droids mark march into the twisted forest grievous intends to burn a path directly into the night sister fortress you know and i also notice here that asajj um she's already starts to feel the the regret that you know she came down and come to see the nice sisters because she basically brought the clone war to dathomir and uh, you know with with dooku looking you know even mother talzin talks about hey um, you know the war is coming uh she talks about that in this episode so uh asajj has some regret and she seems confused um and and talzin had this weird we talked about raiders of the lost ark mm -hmm. earlier um she had this this force not lightning but this whatever it was this energy and it almost it reminded me of the ark of the covenant in the very end of raiders of the lost yeah. ark where they are shot those things out into the chest it it's just wild how you get certain uh i don't know just things remind you of other movies and this reminded me of uh raiders of the lost ark so uh i'll continue it pains Ventress to know the droid army is only here 
because of her. She ignites her lightsabers and leads her sisters in a charge against the oncoming droids. The Night Sisters use the gnarled trees as cover as they snipe the incoming droids with their bows. Many droids fall, but so, but so do many seasoned Night Sister warriors. The witches are vastly outnumbered. Uh, as the Night Sisters do battle, Mother Talzin retreats to the inner chambers of her lair and visits old Daka, the wisest of the Order. Talzin convinces Daka to use her magic to summon undead reinforcements to aid in the battle. Old Daka begins an ancient incantation with the power to stir the dead. Daka, as the oldest and wisest of us, I need you to resurrect our fallen sisters. Ventress will need the aid of the undead army to achieve victory. Then I will begin the chant of resurrection. I'm going to say it right now. Obviously, this reminded me of Return of the King and the, the Army of the Undead. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And it seems like Star Wars is always the one that everybody likes to borrow from. But this was a little twist here where it, it, it's just so obvious to me and and that they were... I don't know. It's just, it's just too close for me. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just... I, immediately, everybody's thinking Return of the King, you know, the the Army of the Undead or the Undead Army. I think they called it the Army of the Undead in this particular episode. So, um, yeah, definitely borrowing, I guess, from the Lord of the Rings. And I don't know, it just didn't just didn't work for me, you know. Um, very few times do I. I mean, I'm pretty open to everything that goes on in the Clone Wars. You know, I have a good time with everything, but. Um, I don't know. This just, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't care for that very much. And I don't know. what do you think? I, mean, I know you're not the biggest uh, Lord of the Rings fan, but I know you've seen the yeah, movie, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't really pretty bother similar. me. It, it is pretty close. Uh, same sort of concept. I think that, that this is just sort of a, a common fantasy uh, concept to just have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have, you know, the, the, yeah, the army of the undead yeah. to fight your battle. Um, I think that with the the concept of the Night Sisters that they established uh, previously uh, in the in the Night Sister trilogy, they didn't really have much of a choice because mm-hmm. <laughs> we've seen the Night Sisters yeah. as sort of this small enclave and uh, and being attacked out of nowhere. They don't really have time to prepare anything other than uh, this uh, undead army. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, not as much of a problem as you do. Uh, mm-hmm. It just yeah, my problem is that like this is part of that thing with the stakes, right? There's just there's nothing going on here uh, worth caring yeah. about because you know these people are already dead. So who cares, right? Who cares if they die? Yeah. Um, and who cares really if the Night Sisters die? We don't even know anything about them, right? And and like it, it's there's no connection to any of these characters. We don't know them. We don't care about them. We don't we don't feel for them, uh, with the exception of Asajj Ventress, right? Uh, so right, it's right. Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. It was. Just, and that's not. It was not like a bad thing. I mean, I'm not like oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I was just like. Uh, you know, it's like, that's all right. You know, I, I guess I could have done without that just because I've seen it before. You know, it's like you say, it's nothing new to me. I've, yeah. I've already seen that. I've seen it in Return of the King. So, but anyway, uh, the Separatists roll out one of their experimental weapons, the defoliator tank, which can fire explosive shells that instantly 
annihilate living matter, but leave droids unscathed. The tank fires blasts into the forest, destroying many of the Night Sisters and their protective trees. What do you think about this defoliator tank? We've seen this before, right? Yes, uh, we saw the defoliator in the episodes uh, Jedi Crash and Pursuit of Peace from Season 1. Uh, General Lot Dodd, or Lot Dodd, that's it. Dirt, yeah. Dirt, yeah, uh, yeah, was the uh, the creator, uh, voiced by George Takei. Uh, um, George Takei, yeah. So yeah, oh my, <laughs> yes, oh my, uh, and and <laughs> it's cool to see it return because uh, you had to imagine that you know, okay, it was a successful test in those episodes. It did what it was supposed to. Yeah. It killed all plant life and left the droids untouched. Right. So I. Uh, right. Yeah, it uh, it kind of, it, it it makes sense that they bring it back. It's kind of silly that it took them this long, but you would think that if mm. the the separatists had this weapon, that they'd just be using it everywhere, right? But oh yeah, yeah. But it's all it is cool to see it come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a that's a that can do some damage, and they only have one. Yeah, just right? the one. I mean, I only saw just one, the one. So. Uh, I'm I'm gonna imagine I'm gonna write my own. Uh, this is some more uh, F level cannon for front lines level oh. cannon. That I uh, the uh, the the ammunition required for the defoliator is uh, some sort of rare uh, material that you know you can't get just anywhere. So uh, that's why they mm-hmm. don't just have defoliator tanks instead of regular tanks. So yeah, there you go. Definitely. Okay, there it is. Frontlines Cannon. We all, we're everybody yeah, if, every, right if, if anybody Excellent. wants to go on StarWars.Wikia.com and add <laughs> the defoliator uh, ammunition as a, as an entry and then source Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Wiki might have a problem with it, but I don't. <laughs> In fact, you might get, you might get uh, a shout-out on the show if you're worth go ahead and do something oh, man. like that. Somebody should be keeping track of all of the F-level cannon. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. We definitely aren't. Uh, let's go. Uh, the magic of old Daka course, uh, courses its way into a Night Sisters graveyard. Suspended cocoons filled with mummified Night Sisters of ages past unseal. Corpses of witches' sisters fall to the ground, only to rise again as howling, charging undead warriors. Uh, the Night Sister Army of the Dead runs toward the battle tank ra- battle droid ranks. Man, I cannot get through these today. Uh, you'd think <laughs> I'd be able to, considering we read them once already. Uh, yeah, I've okay. got like rubber tongue. I must have dropped a wrench into a into some binders, <laughs> uh, into Bind- a power yeah. coupling, and uh, yeah, killed my tongue. Uh, tearing the mechanical <laughs> troops apart with their unfeeling talons. Ventress commandeers an AAT tank and fires its main cannon at the defoliator, destroying the devastating enemy weapon. She orders her sisters to follow behind the undead army as they clear a path to General Grievous. As old Daka concentrates on reanimating the dead, Talzin begins to cast her own spell. She retrieves a lock of Count Dooku's hair and tosses it into the cauldron. From the green mist emerges a small wax statue of Dooku. Talzin subjects the tiny doll to her curses. So this is crazy. Now we got voodoo yeah. in the Star Wars, man. We've got we've had some some crazy stuff and potions and and night sisters. Now we got some voodoo, man. This is going. This is pretty dark. I mean, talk about voodoo is like one of the darkest things you can you know as far as magic yeah. and all that. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's not. It's a it's a pretty crazy thing, but also we talked about this a few days ago that um, it's kind of interesting that Asajj she goes through this baptism earlier, Mike, but it doesn't seem like she's changed at all. She still has her lightsaber. She's still using the Force. Um, what did this transformation for her? It didn't seem like it. Yeah, really no, it did. hasn't really done anything. Uh, the character is still yeah. cruising around doing the same thing she was doing before, but. Uh, still using lightsabers, still, still acting in the same way. I I don't know. For me, it, it, yeah, it does fall a little bit flat that she's been reborn as a night sister because it doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. Right. We'll get, uh, far away on Sereno, Count Dooku doubles over in agony. Talzin's dark arts scar his face 
and overload him with uh, overload him with pain. This is pretty crazy because he was. You see the uh, the animation was pretty cool. You got these lesions or whatever that started to pop yeah. off in his forehead, uh, and just him writhing around in pain. That was that was pretty crazy. And we got some different. Uh, you know, he's voiced by Corey Burton, and we got a little bit of a a different side of Dooku. I mean, he was he was I, I want to say he was screaming in there and and. A different uh, tone, definitely, that we haven't heard from yeah. Dooku before. But I guess when you're when you're getting uh, when you're getting uh, tortured by a voodoo dog, that could probably cause you to scream yeah, a little it bit. Might, there. It looked so, a uh, little bit painful. <laughs> Just a little. It looked painful. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Asajj cuts her way to the foot of Grievous's landing craft. She challenges her longtime rival to a duel, with the loser surrendering their forces to the victor. The droid general ignites his four lightsabers and engages Ventress in combat. So we get to see uh, Asajj Ventress face off against uh, General Grievous. And it's very reminiscent of the battle from Episode 3 between Obi-Wan and and, uh, Grievous. He he does his whole spinny deal. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, very similar. Yeah, it it looked very good. I mean, this is... Parts of the episode that I really enjoyed. I, I love this mono mono type thing from Massage. You know, it's like, hey, it's down to me and you now. Forget your army and my night sisters. Let's just break it down to just me and you and see what happens. And and he's all he's up for it, you know. But of course, he's going to cheat if he's if he feels like he's going to be uh, defeated. But yeah, it, it was like directly out. You know, the f- four lightsabers are spinning, like yeah. you said. The sound mix, spot on to Revenge yes. of the Sith. So. Uh, yeah, definitely some good stuff. Uh, when Ventress gains the upper hand on Grievous, the devious droid general orders his troops to open fire on her. Outnumbered, she has no choice but to retreat while Grievous gloats. Asajj is shot in the shoulder and collapses in pain. The Night Sisters protect her from Grievous as she stumbles away into the mist. Uh, desperately writhing in pain, Dooku contacts General Grievous with new orders. Through tortured gasps, Dooku orders Grievous to find Mother Talzin and destroy her. The cyborg general takes his droids and charges the lair. Following a glowing trail of magical mist, Grievous finds the inner chambers of the Night Sisters' lair. Old Daka is so preoccupied with the resurrection spell that she fails to defend herself against the invaders. Grievous impales Daka with his lightsaber. And the undead Night Sisters fall to the ground. And wow, this is what you talked about earlier, Mike. You know, you got this brand new character, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter because she's impaled within about 20, uh, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. So, uh, she <laughs> poor did old lady not there. last long. <laughs> she didn't last long. No, no. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, that was a, that was a strange character. I didn't even realize she was like an old, older lady in, in, until the second viewing. I thought she was a, a male at first, so but that wouldn't make sense on an island full of night sisters. Uh, but you kind of looked a little closer. Oh, okay, it's like an old old grandma uh, doing some dark stuff there. So, uh, see what, go ahead, Mike. Your turn here. Yeah, uh, with their forces decimated, the living night sisters are surrounded by battle droids who open fire and destroy all the remaining survivors. Inside the lair, Talzin escapes Grievous's blades by turning into a cloud of green mist. Grievous tips over her cauldron, breaking her spell over Dooku and saving the Count's life. Okay, this is what I, this is a question I had because after the second viewing, I just assumed that Talzin died, but it was kind of unclear because, you know, she is Mother Talzin. She has the, the power of these old magics mm-hmm. or whatever. So I didn't know if she if she actually made herself disappear, but then like we talked about um, Monday, you know, is is this some type of a force ghost type of event here? You know, she actually did die, but she did a, she did an yeah. Obi Wan. You know, just as just as the time she was going to get killed, she disappears and she's dead, but she's she's able to uh, to speak to Asajj. Afterward, which we'll get to in a second. Here. Actually, we'll just finish. You want to finish it up, Michael? Yeah, we'll talk sure. About it? Uh, in okay. the now still Dathomir forest, Asajj survives, but her people have been wiped out, and she is once again left alone. A vision of Mother, Mother Talzin appears to Ventress, saying, "This chapter of Asajj's life is over." Talzin tells the anguished Ventress that she must now follow her own path, 
and then she disappears. It is over, sister. No one remains. This is all my fault. Where do I go? What do I do? This chapter is over. Your destiny will always be linked with ours. But you have your own path to follow now. No! Wait! You can't leave me here! So once again, Mike, Asajj is left on her own. And I had posed this to you Monday, and and, and I'll ask it again, and, and maybe a little differently that it's just weird because for me, I, I saw that scene, and I go, you know what? Asajj has been cast off mm-hmm. by Dooku. He wants her dead. Uh, she has nobody left in the Night Sisters. Dathomir is, is um, wiped out. Uh, at, at first, before I saw the preview for next week, I thought to myself, wow, you know, maybe this is, could be a turning point for Assange Ventress that maybe she doesn't go full on, you know, quote unquote, good guy. But maybe she doesn't, maybe she's one of those in between, like a, like a, like a Lux mm-hmm. or something where, you know, he's kind of like the in between now. It's like, he, he's not sure what, what to do now. Cause all, everything from, like I said, we saw her, her, Origin basically was with yeah. the Jedi, and her problem with with being uh, seeing her master killed and and the uh, the hate and whatever the anger uh, overtook her. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? You're, you're not really buying that, are you? No, I I don't I don't think that that would be a fair thing to do to to Anakin's character to have Asajj, uh, you know, sort of uh, return to her Jedi ways. She's uh She's supposed to be a foil for the character and to show, you know, this is what happens when you have nothing and nothing, no one to pull you back from the dark side. And uh, I, she, she's just, she's not that character, mm-hmm. right? That's, uh, that's for Anakin uh, to, to, to get pulled back yeah. from the dark side by his, uh, by his family. So uh, yeah, she just, she doesn't have yeah. anybody to care about her that way so mm-hmm. it, it's not uh it's not gonna work <laughs> it's just not gonna work yeah well and then i and then i see that the preview for next episode and she's she, we'll get to there but obviously she's uh back yeah she's kind of she's kind of chosen her uh, own way of doing things yeah yeah but yeah as far as the episode though um it, it's kind of weird i'm trying to figure out how this is going to this is supposed to be a four-part arc uh, as yes. far as i understand it and it's just weird how I, I, how is this going to fit in with a four part arc? I mean, are we going to go back to Dathomir? Is Mother Talzin going to appear again? Uh, you know, when we see Maul and Savage, I don't know. It's just at this point, it's hard to see this yeah. connecting with what we know is yeah. coming. You know what I mean? So, but but as far as episode, you know, like I said, written by Katie Lucas, some good things in there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of like the voodoo and the the dark arts kind of thing and and the return of the king kind of stuff but as far as the episode though it obviously looked gorgeous um fantastic uh, as far as the animation and all that which we you know we come to expect yeah. now um it's just not one of those ones that where i'm going to go back and and you know pop in and watch every few months like i would something uh like a i don't know one of your yeah. favorites or or, or the Mortis trilogy, or something. it's just yeah. different. I don't know. Yeah, not but, quite, uh, not quite hitting yeah. on the same, uh, the same level as some yeah. of those other ones. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, but we'll see. We got we got some fantastic stuff coming up. So uh, it's it's almost like I'm I'm being unfair to this, Mike. That it's almost like I would just want to let's yeah. just get to the dark yeah. mall stuff. You know, it's like I'm hey, I'm not giving it its due, but it's hard not to do that. When you know what's coming, you know you're going to be seeing Darth Maul in a, in a few weeks. So, uh, but but anyway, that was massacre. So now it's time to uh, we actually got some mail we got to get to. We do, so yes, Mike, you ready to do, do that? 
All right. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. He w- I seem to have found it. Hey, and we got a, actually a mailbag, Mike. Uh, you want to read this uh, this email we got? Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, guys. First of all, I'd just like to say I've listened to every episode of your podcast and would like to thank you for the time you take to do it. I'm always eager to hear your thoughts on the Clone Wars, especially when you point out things in the episode I didn't catch the first time. If you get the chance, I would be grateful if you could answer a few Star Wars-related questions. My girlfriend has never seen Star Wars. Shocking, I know. Well, to be honest, she has seen one of the movies, The Phantom Menace. I plan to watch all six movies with her over a period of time during 2012. Now on to my questions. What order do you think I should watch them? Uh, should I show the movies to her? Prequels, then originals, or vice versa? Do you think I should include the Clone Wars between episodes two and three? I have all three seasons on Blu-ray and will most likely have season four by the time we watch it together. Or is this too much? Would it somehow ruin the movies for her, do you think? Anyways, thanks again. Take care. Shane Brown from London, UK. Uh, All right. Thank you, Shane, for sending in your email and for asking for our assistance. Uh, We're always happy to help. Um, Oh, yes. My opinion, if she's already seen episode one, and considering it's in 3D in the theaters right now, I would start with refreshing her memory with that one, going to episode one, and then continuing on to episode two, and you know, uh, that way I not watching clone wars though. That's a little bit much to, uh, to jump into the clone wars. And to be honest, I, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think that it can, confu- it would confuse a lot of people who are hardcore star Wars fans. Um, cause there's a lot going on in, in the clone wars that's, uh, conflicting, contradictory that, that changes the way that episodes three, four, five, six, uh, play out. And, uh, I don't think that you want to change that too much. Um, I don't know. I guess there's a few benefits with it, but it's just, it's so much. And the thing is, is that it's not even done yet. Right. Like, it's not like we're finished with, uh, the clone wars. So, you know, uh, watching all of it now would kind of, I don't know. I think it would spoil some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's my perspective on it. Do you, how do you feel about that? Well, here's what I would say. Um, first of all, Shane, thanks for the email. I appreciate that. And uh, we hope we hope you uh, enjoy what we put out. We love to do this. And it's nice to hear once in a while that um, mm-hmm. what we're doing is people are liking. So let's appreciate that. Now, as far as the question, um, here's the first thing I'd ask is, does she know? Here's the, and this my perspective is coming from somebody who started with the originals and then went backwards. So for me, that's always going to be like the way I want other people to see it because of the of the obvious reveal of who Darth Vader is. Now, if if you if she does not know who Darth Vader, you know that Anakin Skywalker, and is gonna and hopefully she's not listening to this right now. Otherwise, plug her ears. Um, if she doesn't know that Anakin Skywalker is going to be Darth Vader, I would propose of the the way I would have somebody watch it who doesn't know anything about Star Wars, right? This is what I would tell him. I would say, and this has been my theory ever since the prequels came out, and I know other people have this theory, but I'll tell you, I've been talking like this for a long time, and I'm not trying to copy anybody. This has been, in my opinion, for a long time. I just want to put that out there, that I would like to see people watch it four or five so you get kind of like, here's the story. It's Luke and then blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden at the very end of five, it's Darth Vader. You're who? What? And it's just like, oh, my gosh, just like it was in the theater. I mean, it was pandemonium. I remember because I was, let's see, 80. I was 10, and 10, uh, 10 years old at the time. And for those three years was a long three years to the return of the Jedi to figure out, was Darth Vader telling the truth? Was it all a ruse? What's going on? So yeah. I would say four or five. And after that crazy reveal, then you go back and go, how did that happen? How did Darth Vader become that? Okay, let's jump back all the way to one and go to three and see what what happened. So you kind of you Tarantino it, you know what I'm saying? You go four or five, yeah. boom, you jump back. 
you go to the inception, you go one, two, three. And after you get what happened in three, you go, okay, that's how he became Darth Vader. Okay, let's, yeah. ju- let's jump to six. How do we resolve this? And that's always been my feeling ever since the, you know, this has been for like five, six, seven years, ever since the prequels finished up or almost finished up. And it's just because, and, and, and like I said, I'm coming from somebody who's, who was there when Darth Vader said, I am your father. And personally, that's just the way I like to pe- And I know that's not the way that George Lucas is. It's kind of a goofy way to look at it. Four or five, why would I watch two of the original and jump back? But it's just that Darth Vader thing. It's just so huge. I mean, that's like the biggest thing yeah. in cinema, you know. But that's all on the – it's all lying on the fact that she doesn't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. She, she's seen The Phantom Menace, so I don't know. It, 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 that could tip off some clues. I don't know. That's just what I'm looking at. So, well, you know what? I think that if all you've ever seen is uh, is the Phantom Menace, it might still work. And, huh? uh, yeah, and and you haven't uh, done the extra of like going in and looking at it's hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like at, at who these other characters are, I think that you're. Uh, I think that you're safe in assuming that that somebody wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of information out there, and who knows? Maybe she already knows, but um, that's the way I would do it. So got mm-hmm. a couple different ways there, and it's just whatever. Uh, shoot. Let us know how it goes, though, man, because that's, what, that's what's interesting to me is when new fans watch it and that have, don't have no knowledge of Star Wars or, or not a lot, mm-hmm. I, it's just fun to get their perspective. You know, what do they think? If, if you did it a certain way, how did it work out? How was it when she found out Darth Vader was somebody's father? How did that turn out? You know, was it crazy? Yeah. Is that one of those, you know, so it's kind of neat. So when you do get that, all that chain, give us another email and let us know how it turned out. Cause that'd be fun to, to go back in a few months and however long it takes. Yeah, for sure. To find out. So, but again, Shane, thanks again, man. We really appreciate the email. We got some more that we'll, we'll, we'll uh, continue with the emails next week. Let's jump to the Facebook Post of the week, and this comes from Aaron Optimus, who is a big time contributor, um, very active on the Facebooks, and we appreciate that. He says, "What started your Star Wars fandom?" And I will just jump it off a quick mic and just say, I remember in um, seventy, I believe it was seventy eight, seventy nine. I was eight, you know, eight years old, eight nine years old, and mm-hmm. my aunt and, and our family was big. You know, we. Star Wars was huge. I mean, that was the movie. And, it, and my parents were huge fans, and my aunts and uncles were all huge fans, right? And I remember being at my aunt's house one day, and she she rolls up, and she has this VHS. Kids are probably going, what the heck is a VHS? <laughs> um, VHS bootleg of Star Wars A New Hope. And that is crazy because, you know, I had no idea. What the heck is a bootleg? You know, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, it was obviously bootleg. It's a nefarious way to get a movie. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, we wore that thing out and I remember going to empire, like I said earlier and mm-hmm. waiting in line with my parents and, and it was just so fun. It was just, it was a, it was a magical time because there wasn't a lot of stuff going on and, and star Wars was the biggest thing for years and years and years. So I would just, I would just start with that. I would just say watching that old bootleg tape over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to uh, to get into oh, it okay, here, that's right. yeah. Because in fact, uh, I appeared recently on Aaron's podcast, uh, Zero Lives podcast, and I talked about this very subject. So I'm going to say, if you want to hear, okay, uh, hear what I've got to say about it, that you can uh, you can head over to their podcast. Uh, and if you just go on Facebook and you search zero lives podcast uh you can uh you can find their facebook page and uh and that will give you all the links to to their youtube and uh and itunes and all that sort of thing so that's the easiest way to find them um and you can check that out and you can listen to us talk about star wars we talk about the clone wars we talk about uh the upcoming movie john carter of mars we talk about lots of things uh, so that's uh, that's definitely worth jumping over and listening to, uh, and and giving them uh, the the nod 
for having me on the show and for uh, for starting up their own podcast, which cool. is uh, which is cool. So, All right, well there you go. You got to go there to hear Mike's take on what started his fandom. Yes. And there was quite a few comments on the uh, our Facebook uh, Facebook page. So I uh, just mentioned a couple. Kyra Avery was uh, watching the OT when he was four, and the hype leading up to episode three was what got him into. Uh, uh, the EU and being a hardcore fan, uh, Brian Anderson going to see Empire Strikes Back on opening day. So he must be uh, around my age as well. Uh, Jason Hunt, my parents took me to the special edition release of the OT when I was seven and I became a fan then. However, the Phantom Menace and the rest of the prequels made me the Star Wars fanatic that he is today. Uh, let's see what else. We got Tim Garashi. Uh, he just said, I can't remember. I can just remember always loving Star Wars. It's always been in his life, uh, kind of like uh, myself as well. Uh, Bethany Osler, uh, she saw The Empire Strikes back in theaters when she was young. Again, someone like uh, me here. Uh, she's also got some uh, younglings of her own that she's kind of indoctrinating into the, uh, the force. So that's kind of cool to, to hear that. And uh, who else? How about uh, John Santa? When he was six, his dad was gifted with the VHS versions of the movies. And the family decided to watch them because they were pretty good when he was a teenager. Little did he know what had started that day. So a lot of good stuff going on in the, in the uh, Facebook page. And uh, comment on that if you and let us know what your Star Wars what started your Star Wars fandom. So it looks like it's time, Mike, for uh, next week's episode entitled yes. "Bounty and an Aimless Asajj Ventress." joins a team of bounty hunters under the leadership of a young Boba Fett. On an alien world, they undertake a dangerous but profitable mission that tests the limits of their skills and the strength of Asajj's character. Hey, boss, who's your girlfriend? Shut up, Dengar. Hey, boss. Boss, this is your boss. You got a problem with that? My name's Boba, and this is Heisey. I see you've already met Boskin Lance. What's your name? I don't have a name. So it's gonna be like that, huh? Look, kid, I don't take orders very well, especially from someone of your stature and obvious lack of experience. And it looks like Boba Fett and... Uh, Bosk made it out of the jail, huh? I made it out of the prison. Yeah. <laughs> we, were just, yeah. we were just talking about that, what, last week or something? We were like, yeah, yeah, a couple <laughs> weeks ago uh, with that prison break episode, I think we were going, you know, oh, I wonder if they took an opportunity to get out of there because uh, obviously we'll see them again. And we were right. Here they are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and for the first time, we're getting Dengar and, uh, yeah. and a new crazy droid bounty hunter guy and uh and some other chick that we don't know anything about yet uh looks very interesting yeah um and uh, you know what if you go and you watch the video of this clip uh over on starwars.com or uh, i'm sure soon on clonewarspodcast.com as soon as they make that available to us uh you'll see that at the very beginning uh embo is there as well mm. and, oh yeah uh, that's right yeah uh, there's this little dog thing this alien dog thing and he kind of makes a little noise to it and it follows him as he walks off we don't know if he'll be in the rest of the episode but he was definitely there at the start so mm-hmm. yeah and simon pig as the voice like we talked about earlier uh, we'll see how that turns out <laughs> But yes. but uh, yeah, and, uh, that's gonna do it for this week, though, Mike. We got it, man. We got it. Second time was a charm. Yes, uh, that that is it for us for the week. I uh, we thank you very much for listening. As always, you can check us out over at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars, so that's twitter.com/slash/clonewars. And you can head over to Facebook, join our page, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And you can find our group on Facebook for Clone Wars, uh, Frontlines of Clone Wars Podcast. Join in on the discussion. And you can mail us at our brand new email account, mail at clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, I don't know why we didn't do this three years ago, but it makes <laughs> it so much easier to send both Matt and I a piece of mail by just sending it over to mail at clone wars podcast.com. You don't even have to remember our names. Good. Uh, 
Nice. But we hope that you do. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're hoping to hear a lot more from you guys as we count down to Star Wars Celebration in 176 days in Orlando, Florida. And our 100th episode, uh, we got nine left. So it's uh, this is the countdown. The countdown begins. And uh, we got some surprises in there for you leading up to episode 100. Uh, as you know, we've only got three more episodes to review. So what are we going to do for those other mm-hmm. three episodes before 100? And uh, you you might be surprised. Yeah, it'd be fun. Bonus stuff coming up. Yeah, bonuses. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week for the episode Bounty. See you next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>